Okay, Drama Pod, we accidentally stopped recording because the one of the mics was having an issue. So if you ever hear like a... Uh, just It's Rachel's fault. Yeah, it's actually Anna's mic. We're trying to figure it out. <laughs> we just tested it wasn't my mic. And we actually the- were just recording for like five minutes and realized we were not recording. So here we go again. Good morning, Drama Pod. Hello, everyone. My name is Rachel. This is Anna. And today's episode is all about exercising and becoming your best self. Which may or may not be related. Are they two separate topics? Becoming your best self and exercising? I realized recently in my health journey mm-hmm. that exercising actually does mean becoming a version of your best self. Now, it's only one facet of many facets of your life and your personality, but I think it impacts a lot of other facets. I think it is the groundwork for a lot of other things, so I would agree. So the vocab word for today is Anna's Choice. Yes, this is from Kelly. Shout out. Uh, Shout out. Yeah. She texted me last week and said, do this on the pod. Perspicacious. P-E-R-S-P-I-C-A-C-I-O-U-S. And it means having a ready insight into an understanding of things. And I didn't do an example sentence, so I had to think of one on the top of my head right now. Anna is perspicacious about exercise because she has a degree in it, actually. That is true. Did you guys know? Yeah, I am a master of none, let's just say. So What's my undergrad, undergrad is in applied physio. Let's say it together at the same time. Applied, applied physiology and kinesiology. kinesiology. I don't know why I thought that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll probably loosely refer to it as APK throughout if I do refer to it throughout. I don't know why I would, but... Um. So we should title this podcast, How to Practically Start Exercising and Be Your Best Self with Anna Karechko. B-S-A-P-K. Master's in tech. Master's in tech. <laughs> Math, yeah. Master yeah, of none. It is a little confusing because throughout the rest of the podcast, I've often been referred to as a tech person because yeah. I did a little uh, 180, some would say. If, really you've, if you've been listening at all to any of the episodes, <laughs> you know that Anna is a very... Uh, well-rounded. Uh, how do I even say this? She's a, a runner. She runs a lot. <laughs> She's passionate about running and fitness. Okay. I don't like the term runner, though, because I think, like, when people are like, oh, are you running? And you're like, I don't know what that means. Everyone's a runner. Do you no, run? No, I'm do not. You, if you run, then you're a runner. But then I have other people who run, and they don't think of themselves as runners, but then they're like, you're a runner. And I'm okay. Like, no. Well, to clarify, you just ran a half marathon, and That's you finished true. in first place. So... <laughs> I did run a half. I did not finish in first, but we'll get into this because this is pretty, uh, I think, helpful for the podcast. But also a lot of the people who I ran with were not quote unquote runners in terms of they just started running this year. Also, Mm -hmm. like January 1st, went on their first mile. So in my mind, that's why I'm like a firm believer that like if you're running, you're a runner. Yeah. Those people who just started running were runners. I agree. I just think you're advanced. I do like it. It's an art that I'm trying to perfect, I guess I would say yes. Yeah, we'll get into the nitty gritty. So a quick outline for today's episode. We're going to go over some quick uh, summaries about ourselves, our current workouts, things like that. Then we're going to get into the motivation and why we work out. And over the years, our motivation, has it ebbed? Has it flowed? Who knows? We'll let you know. And then we're going to get into ways that it changed our life for the better, for the worse. We'll find out. And then we're going to get into tips, tips we have, how to actually do what we're saying, practical tips, not just, just do it. Like Anna says, I'm just kidding. That's the tip though. (laughs) It is a good tip. (laughs) Then we're going to read some juicy Instagram questions from you guys that you submitted. And then finally, we're going to get into some emails if we have time on some actually embarrassing gym stories that we got. Wow, we have a lot to cover here. So let's dive right in. All right. This just straight off the press from Rachel herself. Ever since typo ever since working out it pains me to sit down all day at work i get antsy my butt hurts and i need to move yesterday i didn't work out at 9 p.m i was so antsy and kept standing up off the couch to move who (laughs) is she like i said or i didn't say this i guess i've been waiting the entirety of our friendship for a text like this which was about five years i think almost six years because it's been four years this is my fourth year working a nine to five and we were friends and we were friends like six months like yeah, let's say a year okay. in addition. So five years of friendship. And just for some background, if you don't know us at all, Anna's always been pretty consistent with her workout routine, but I kind of like ebb and flow a lot. So for some history in college, when Anna and I met, we worked out every day for an entire semester. It was the beginning of our friendship. It was the beginning of a life-changing experience. I'm it's true. <laughs> no, I mean, I did. Like literally, I didn't know Rachel before. And then, and then we were like, yeah, let's work out every day. And we actually did. And uh, then I graduated uh, early because I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I started working a nine to five. And once I started working a nine to five, I continued working out, but I only did it once a week. It was always on Saturday and it was always leg day. So I, in a sense, prioritize my leg muscles. That's kind of always what I... It's a female thing. Like yeah. Usually it's yeah. guys are the opposite. So that was like my bare minimum. And I worked out once a week for about three years. Okay. And then I think that's when I was out <laughs> around in the world. I was finishing college, living in North Carolina, living my life. And yeah. then I came down here and, and then put Anna, shape. <laughs> Anna came down and moved down here to South Florida where Just for I this live. reason. <laughs> and then we started going on walks. So I'm going to tell my story and then you tell okay. your story. So we started going on walks maybe once a week, twice a week. It was fun because it was like, oh, Anna's here and this is something we're doing well, now. Even that took like two or three months of being yeah. down here to do. Yeah. But it, it was it not an, it was yeah. not an easy thing for now, her to get I me to do. I text her often. Like I I I'll text her all the time when I'm like just finishing my run. Let me know if you want to walk kind of thing. But I always send it with like I know she's not going to do it. But that way the option is yeah. there. And I'm like mm, sorry, I'm already showered. I'm already on the couch. Like it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it would be like six. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so eventually I started going on walks, and I feel like that was the the biggest like impetus to me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, starting my exercise journey in exercising more than once a week. So then, as you guys know, if you've been watching my vlogs from a year ago, I would say, hey guys, my goal is to work out twice a week, right? Because I was always doing legs on Saturday. So my goal is to work out one more time during the work week. It took me about six months, but I ended up, you know, doing that consistently. And, and by that, I mean, going to the gym or doing like a weightlifting workout, okay, which yeah. we'll get into because I prefer weightlifting. But anyways, so then now fast forward to January of this year, it was my new year's resolution to get in shape. We'll talk about why I was motivated later, but ever since January, I've been working out five times a week. Yeah, you've and been, it's crazy. You've been going. So the way I got into fitness was uh, high school sports. So I played volleyball, basketball, all that stuff. And they would make us go to the weight room and do weightlifting. Additionally, my mom was super into weightlifting. So weightlifting has always been like ingrained in me that this is super important. Not so much cardio, interestingly. So my mom is She's not... She's a big biker though. So you say that, yeah, but she, it's interesting. She got into biking later in life. Okay. So my parents and my school never put a huge emphasis on cardio. So I never really liked cardio. So now to this day, I prefer weightlifting. So that's my journey. What yeah. about you? What, what, tell us your synopsis. I think synopsis. you're be a little surprised by it because I didn't really have a cardio emphasis in my life either. And the little that I had, I hated. But I disagree, but I'll let you tell your um, part. Thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't say I grew up fitness oriented. I grew up like playing sports. So backyard football, kicking the soccer ball around the backyard with mm -hmm. my siblings. Like that was just, I don't remember a time not running around. And that was pretty much most of my life. Like, and I did competitive soccer until high school, middle school, something like that. Then I just played college or sorry, college. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, athlete. Like, yeah. You know, high school soccer too. So it was always soccer. Like that was, I never. A lot of running in soccer. If you like soccer, correct. usually you like running. Well, I'm, no, I mean, yes and no. Like you have to do it to play the sport, but people hated like doing sprints. No one ever yeah. went and like ran. Like I never like went running during that time at all. Anyway, so it was like in my life, like running was and exercise was, but it was always sports. Even like the race is like a competitive aspect. It was still was never to be fit. And weightlifting was never like ever in my mm. mind kind of thing. I never went to the gym or anything like that. Junior year of high school, I, I trained for my first half marathon that semester or whatever junior of high school and that's when i really started like liking running go to college you play some sports but it was really like a lack of sports so i was like okay i need to start doing something so that's when i started running and then i still was only running i'd go to the gym do like crunches and stuff crunches that was until junior year and then i found you and then that's when i started and that's when her life changed it is because it took me a while to become a believer in like weightlifting mm -hmm. as a, I'm just like so cardio in my mind is like, that's like, I need to be sweating to really work out. Like that's what the mentality was. And so when you were like, okay, let's split it three, three, that's what we were doing back then. Like three gym days, three run days. I was like, hold on, hold on. Because <laughs> in my mind, like gym days are rest days. So I was like, oh, you're telling me three days a week. That me off. I know. And I was like, I can't only exercise three days a week is what I was thinking. I was like, it's going to hurt me to only do three days of running and now three days of nothing especially yeah, like, because going to the gym is nothing that's what she thought in her head it, yeah well anyway so i started to fall in love with the benefits of the gym and i started to understand it and now i feel like i get the rap of like the runner girl in the podcast and stuff but i also 
like I equally love lifting yeah. and it's probably like, it is a 50, 50 split now. There's like other benefits I get from running that I don't mentally quite get from uh, the gym, but. So what was your, after your, I remember after your first, I think it was a leg day that we did. Oh, and you, move. you were wrecked and you were like, wow. I remember you telling me like, I didn't realize oh, yeah. how crazy weightlifting is in the sense of I'm wrecked. And that just means that I've never like done this before. Meaning like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, oh no. Well, I mean, especially cause I mean, when I said I did go to the gym sometimes when I was running, it was never legs. Cause in my mind mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm running. So right. I'm taking so care running, of my heart and yeah. my legs and I don't need my legs. And so I would only do like arm day kind of thing when I went. So the first day I did real legs, which is like totally wrong. Like also, even if you're a runner, like you need to do your legs. Like now I know all the science behind it, like mm-hmm. all the accessory muscles and injury prevention and whatnot. But like, I was like, the first day we did legs, I was pissed for one thing because the next day I couldn't run because my yeah. legs hurt so much or I could, but I was like, my lower back hurts. I can't even walk up and down the stairs. It was like everything <laughs> wrecks and I was pissed and I still am. Now I structure very intentionally so that it doesn't like affect my running mm-hmm. or at least well, the last four now, months. Now you're more experienced. So you're not wrecked after every leg well, day correct but the, the first month every yeah. single day hurt when we went to yeah, the gym like, that's e- normal. like every single day and i lived on the third floor of my apartment and i remember every day i walked down to go to my scooter to go to class and i hated you every single morning <laughs> but it, like now it's the most amazing thing ever but those like the first month every single day hurt so much so i remember you telling me that after a while you got faster in running yeah well that will that's kind of an interesting or you felt it felt easier or something benefited you because i remember you telling me like wow i didn't realize how weightlifting actually can benefit my running i see i did get faster while running but i wouldn't say that's due to that was like the last year and a half that was like uh different from the weightlifting but weightlifting i think makes you a much better athlete i don't know it makes you a better runner in terms of like you can go further because you are now like cross training helps injury prevention so therefore Mm -hmm. your body is less deteriorating and you are stronger but to do like distance running i'm not going to say it makes you better quote unquote but i will say like athlete wise yes because like a well-rounded oh yeah like i could tell the difference like going and playing soccer later definitely way better from lifting because the core is so fundamental and if you do like like deadlifts or squats which Mm -hmm. are like full body chain top to toe kind of thing head to toe like your core is way stronger Mm -hmm. your glutes are stronger like you can have you have a better center of gravity which is fundamental for soccer a stronger kick literally yes that's true like in terms of like quad strength and like hamstring retention and stuff but like if i went into a collision with someone i was definitely the more powerful person going into it interesting even if i had like a 10 they have like a 10 pound advantage kind of thing you can just control your body more too when you're so when you first started weightlifting did you gain weight or lose weight okay i actually don't know when we were in college we actually took all of our body measurements and we took like progressive measurements and i remember i got bigger and i expanded just because of my genetics when i start weightlifting consistently i get bigger and i gain weight and i think you i probably lost weight but i don't think it's because of I think yours was more of like a body recomp situation. Correct. Like since I've always been exercising, it's more what I'm eating that's going to control my weight rather than like how much I'm mm-hmm. exercising. Because that's almost always the same for me. Because I remember your weight kind of stayed the same and it actually, I think it actually went down a little bit. Correct oh, me if I'm wrong. no, it definitely did. Yeah. Every body is different and some people gain weight when they start working out, especially with weightlifting and some people lose weight. It just depends what your starting point is. Well, yeah, the baseline. Yeah. So like I just want that to burn. You were building muscle. Right. So I was literally losing weight and you were gaining weight. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there because some people may be confused. Like I am right now, Yeah. four months into seriously weightlifting again for the first time in four years, I'm gaining weight yeah. and it's like, kind of like confusing. It's yeah. confusing because society tells you the, that you need to yeah. be small. Well, that's the thing. I think for me, it's never been about how you look. It's always about like functional fitness, but functional fitness does not equal the skinny, tiny person. Like Mm -hmm. you said that people want to see kind of thing. Yeah. So now instead of a small in pants, I'm a medium, like in gym shorts and in tops, I've always kind of been a medium because I have really broad shoulders. It's been impacting me psychologically. Like, oh, I can no longer fit into a small. It's like weird. Yeah, I mean, I've always been, like, larger, so I, like, in terms yeah. of size for that reason, but I know, I, I can see how it would be really unmotivational, though, when we're quite consistently yeah. told small is the way to go. 
So were you always consistent or were there periods of time where you were less consistent or not at all? I think I kind of answered mine already. I went kind of four years just working out once a week because I felt like I didn't have time after work. I didn't have motivation. I thought it was stupid. Um, But now, as you guys know, for the past four or five months, I've been very consistent. So have you always been pretty consistent? In whatever you were doing. I know you said you started weightlifting at a certain point. But regardless of that, were you always like, at least once a day, I need to do something? Yeah. This is probably one of my skill sets, I guess, that I have. That's, or whatever that word Mm -hmm. is. Yes. Like, I've always been, like you said, I might be training for half, so then I'm going to be running more. I might be trying to lift heavier, so I'll be lifting more. But I'm always going to be exercising So what is your current workout split? Okay, well, right now, it's four days running and two days lifting, one day off. So, okay, one rest day. Yeah, but before and for like the last three years prior to the half marathon training, it was three, two. So, uh, three days running, two days lifting. Okay, so just use like an average, like what would be... Monday, I run. Tuesday, I lift. Wednesday, I run. Thursday, I run. Friday, I have off. Saturday, we lift. Sunday, I go on my long run. And how long are each of these runs? Normally I would do like a three mile run and then a five mile run and then a long run if I'm doing like three days a week. So a long run is how long? Seven to nine. Unless I'm doing the half, then it's seven to 13. But I just like enjoy those and I have the time Mm -hmm. right now. But when I was doing my half, like when I was doing school and work, five miles was my long run because that was all I could do on like a Saturday. That was like the time I had dedicated Mm -hmm. time wise. And for your gym days, what do you do? I would like to say it's full body, but it's technically (laughs) legs. It's legs both days for her. Correct. But I will say too, though, I do get full body. Like I, I mean, in my professional opinion, (laughs) deadlifts are like full body. So I'm like, okay, I get the entire posterior chain. Like I'm not just like not doing anything for my upper body at all kind of thing. And I'm not like going and doing like bicep curls for the same reason though, too. If I do bicep curls, I'll just turn into the Hulk. Like I'll get huge and I don't want to. So I just like do bare minimum. Well, maybe we should talk about that. Because I think that's a myth in a sense of, oh, if I start lifting weights even a little bit, I'll become like a masculine looking person. Like right now, me doing deadlifts is maintaining my upper body strength. If I try to enhance it, like lift more, like have an actual plan for it, I will get larger. And I don't want to get larger because I already am larger for like upper body. And I'm okay with that. I think it's true, but I also think it depends on body type. I think I'm referring to the girls who are more so like me because I see it all the time. Please don't get offended about what I'm going to say. But if you're like a skinny, thin, small girl, like I am when I'm not working out and you say, oh, if I start lifting five pounds, I'm going to become the Hulk. It's like, no, you're not. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of dedication and hours and hours and lots of weight in the gym to go from a skinny little frail girl to like someone who looks like the Hulk. So I just want to say. Correct. But also you did say. You did get like bigger while lifting more. But I don't, I do upper body twice a week now, which is a lot for a girl. And I, because of my body type disclaimer, I do not look like the Hulk. I feel like I look better and even a little bit more, let's quote unquote feminine. Yeah. So I just want to say, yes, it's true that you may get bigger depending on your body type, but it does take a long time and a lot of effort and a lot of weight. So don't just say, oh, if I lift, f-, it's like almost insulting. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. I'm, <clears throat> first of all, I, I truly do believe I'm getting an upper body workout by lifting, like by doing deadlifts because yeah. I'm, well, mostly I'm like actively, back and well, correct. My biceps are getting an actual exercise too, because it's not like it's a heavy amount of weight to where it is yeah. heavy. I agree. Like, I don't want to say that you shouldn't do something because you don't want to get big. I find like a hundred percent agree. Mm. So when I say I'm not doing entire arm days, I still, I think both my, I think my gym days are full body days, I guess, but it's yeah. more of a philosophy than anything. Well, I would say a, a full body would include like a shoulder press. That's like a compound movement, like a clean and press. Correct. If I had like Olympic weights that I could do, then that so, would be fantastic. So you're not getting enough shoulder activation, I think, but that's like getting into the nitty gritty. Cor- I mean, yes and no, though, but like deadlifting, when you're like locking in and you're holding and you're pulling up with your legs and your back but that's and like locking a static, with your arm. It's like a static hold. So you're not... I agree, but you don't need push and press days. Like static hold, like eccentric exercise is the actual way for hypertrophy. It's the same way why, why you do the sleds. Have your shoulders ever been sore from deadlifting? Yes. When I start, start off, your back is sore. Your, like your lats are... Like not your lats necessarily, but your um, deltoids. <coughs> Whatever. Whatever. I'm not going to argue with the expert. <laughs> I think you should definitely have yeah. a knee even split, but I like to do everything as helpful as possible. Yeah. 
I, for you, I just like it. for you, your split makes sense. And I think that's what's super important. Everybody needs to do what makes sense Correct. for them. I'm not saying this is the right way. Yeah. I'm saying like, it's very subjective. This is just my way. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a lot to say about this one. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into motivation. So what motivates you to continue being a exercise oriented person? Me first. Yeah. I don't know because I don't really have a. There was not a time before, if that makes sense. In my yeah, mind. it was just like always constant. Correct, but I can't imagine a world where I'm not also because it's very like I can see the benefits now to where that would motivate me to not. I guess for me, and I'm sure you can relate. It was always kind of this idea of this is what we should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like a it's, good thing. Your yeah. parents told you to do it. Society tells you to do it. So that's obviously a big motivation for me in the past four months. Um, AJ has also been super into working out. He's gained so much muscle because I don't know, he's just obsessed with it right now, which is a good thing. Um, so him being obsessed with it has definitely influenced me. So obviously the people around you are a big impact. And then another big motivation for me is I want to start a family soon. So I'm like trying to get my body into the best shape possible, build muscle so that throughout my pregnancy, I can be like that fit pregnant person who like, not that I want to snap back into shape right after, but I do want to have a really healthy pregnancy. And I want to be, I want to feel like myself. I don't want to feel like I'm losing myself during pregnancy because I know that's something that a lot of people experience. So to be honest, that's the biggest motivation for me right now. Going into this year, 2022, I knew we wanted to start trying for a baby this year. So I'm like, all right, let me like do my abs. Let me go to the gym. Let me do upper body. So that's just the pregnancy. Un- it's, it's not my unrelatable. <laughs> it's unrelatable, but it's true. I don't think so. I think a lot of people go through the like, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have kids. I need to be. Ha-. I mean, people usually have like these life events that motivate mm-hmm. them. Like, oh, I just had a heart attack. And then, yeah you go walk a bunch and you eat healthier and stuff. It is interesting though, because how long do those last? I don't know. Like I love external motivations, but I think the whole point is to like turn that into an internal motivation because then, yeah, then you don't need anything else. It's just like ingrained. So now since I'm four months in, I think I'm at a point where even if we decided, no, we're not having kids right now, I think I would still go keep going. Well, because before yeah. I would stop because I had no intrinsic motivation. Exactly. But yeah. now I've seen the impacts that it has on my life and I don't want to stop. Once you fall off the wagon, it's so much harder to get back on. But like just staying on the wagon is like so easy once you're yeah. doing it. Like I was texting Anna, the days that I don't go to the gym now, I'm so antsy Restless. at work. Yeah. I want to stand up, use my standing desk because my legs literally start like getting antsy. Yeah. And when I'm watching TV at night on days that I don't work out, especially legs or even go on a walk, yeah. I need to get up like every five minutes because I my my muscles are like, get up, get up. It's yeah. so interesting because I was not like that before. So that's a way in which it changed my life. It's like this weird world where if you're not working out, it's like so weird to think about working Mm -hmm. out. And when you are working out, you're like, rest days are the hardest days ever kind of thing. Yeah, I remember remember Anna (laughs) being like, how do you not want to go work out after work? And I was like, working out after work sounds like the worst thing in the world. And now like a year later, I'm like, I cannot wait to go to the gym. Because yeah. I just need to blow off steam. And when and I think this is like the subjective thing too. Like I love going to the gym, but I love running for that very reason where I'm like, I, it's, I'm inside all day. I'm sitting and I'm on a computer all day long. And so like my hours from like five to seven, I'm out running. But from like five to seven, I'm not looking at a screen. I'm just like, I'll get in steps. My heart is pumping. Like I'm sweating. I'm getting gross kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then like I finish with a walk and the sun is setting and I like, it just puts me into the right space. Yeah. Another way in which it changed my life is that it's something AJ and I connect over now since we're both kind of in this phase where exercise is super important to us. We just feel closer as a couple. And I know that's easier said than done because we got uh, a question on Instagram about, well, my husband or my boyfriend doesn't want to go to the gym. How do I get him to go? And honestly, I don't think you can get anybody to do anything. The only thing you can control is yourself. So if, if, if you continue to do you and be your best self, hopefully he will see that and want to partake. Yeah. Yeah. Do what Anna did and just be like, hey, I'm going on a walk. You want to come? And they're going to say no every time. Yeah. But don't stop asking and don't be like, oh, really? You don't want to go on a walk? Like, don't be rude about it. Yeah. Just be continuously nice and continuously joyful. And maybe they will start going once a week with you like I did. And it took six months, guys. It took six months for me to go from one walk a week to like an additional gym day. 
So yeah. just be patient. And it's pretty exponential though after that. Yeah. Like well, now you're like, well, now it's like, I want to get pregnant. So I have a really big yeah. motivation. I'm just being honest about that, but just don't give up and be kind and don't like get an attitude. Cause if you get an attitude, they're going to be like, hell no, I'm not going with you. That's, I like to think I'm a pretty good evangelist when it comes to exercise. I terms. agree. I try not to shove it down people's throats, but I like, I'm always doing it. I, I'd hope I don't force it upon people, but I always want it to be like an option. No. And you're, it's there. you're really good about being like, Hey, I'm going on a walk, but totally cool. If you don't come, yeah. like I never felt like I couldn't say no to you okay, and that's no. what made me not get annoyed because I'd be like oh Anna texted me that she's going on a walk like I know that you're not going to be upset if I say no and that's the key because if yeah. you get upset then I'm not going to want to go with you yeah you know well it's like that's like a friend thing too it's like pressure to do, yeah. to do something when you can't but yeah but exactly. it's harder said than done I mean easier said than done especially with your boyfriend or your husband like that's someone yeah. you care a lot about and when you're super into fitness you're like oh he's so unhealthy like I wish he would just move a little bit like for his heart or for yeah. you know you think it's important and when they don't think it's important it it can impact you. But yeah. the same way as sharing the gospel, like let's say you're in a marriage where you became a Christian in the marriage and he didn't, you're called to continue to love him and show yeah. him God's goodness and not judge him. And event, there's so many stories of eventually the husband being like, wow, like you're different. Like you're so open and loving and eventually they come to Christ. So the this, same idea. This may be a little metaphysical, but I, I'm a firm believer that like fitness, finance and like faith are on paper totally different but at the core like very similar truly from an evangelistic perspective like if i'm gonna try to reach out to someone as a christian it's going to be through friendship first and laying the foundation and not shoving something down their throat kind Mm -hmm. of thing and the same way for like exercise it's like people want to see the people want to see rather than just like get told things because words mean nothing kind of thing and it's also like laying this groundwork of self-discipline consistency like you have to look for the long term it's not like immediate like gratification which i think we have a lot right now it's like mm-hmm. i want to be instantly gratified and that's not going to happen with exercise or long-term investing or something like that yeah so do you have any tips uh besides just do it <laughs> to someone who either struggles being consistent or has not exercised at all and wants to get into it and do you have some tips First, if you really want to be convinced, like I would want to be convinced scientifically, and there's so much out there, Instagram, whatever, it's got it all out there, but I would like try to look into the benefits of it and like why. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's very helpful for one thing, like, oh, this is good for my heart and I need this like VO2 max to increase because that lets me have a baby healthier, like more, like whatever your motivation is kind of thing. Um, Another big one though, I think is friends. Like I joke about having Strava and stuff on here, but Strava is like a lot of fun of, Strava is like a... A social media for biking running and swimming like you just mm-hmm. post and it's absolutely ridiculous in terms of, like it's a very geeky niche society on there but like people go and post their walks just because they went on a walk and you have a funny picture kind and of there's thing. kind of like accountability and the sense of oh if i go on this walk i know my friends will see it yeah. and like praise me for it which is a good yeah. thing yeah double-sided in terms of like some people don't want to go on it because like then everyone's gonna see my pace and mm-hmm. i'm like that's like another thing where i'm like no no it's it's just like you are a runner when you're running, like just go out there and do it. It doesn't matter. Like it's just, it's a fun thing to get together. It's not about results. You know what that makes me think of is my fertility app when I track my charts and we all share our charts on the app and Who's we like, we all share, I don't know, like random people on, on the app, like the community section. It, I guess oh. it's like people in our area. I have no idea, but like I can I see, don't like that. <laughs> I can see other people's charts and they'll be like, Hey, my temperature was high this day. What do you think? And then people will comment and it's just like a community. Okay. Okay. So, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just, thought it was more. No, it's like the personal questions. Side of it. It's like, like oh, interesting. It's like, Oh, okay. I, have, I have PCOS, but yes. here's my chart. Here's like what a PCOS chart looks like. Got and it. it's very interesting. Okay. So it's like, yeah. Ability to learn. Yeah. Um, because it's the same thing. Surround yourself with people who want to do it. My best tip is to just start with one day a week. Like I did for six months. I'll say it again. Well, get a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Get a plan. And even if it's just, Hey, on Wednesdays, I'm going to go for a one mile walk. One mile is almost nothing guys. Like at at first, look, (laughs) no, I'm, I'm at first walking one mile. My hips were hurting. I was, I remember complaining to Anna. And I was like, my hips hurt. My ankle hurts. Like going on a one mile walk should not hurt you. And the fact that it hurt me made me realize, wow, I am barely getting 3000 steps a day. And on, on days where I walk a mile, I'm getting 5,000, right? That's a low number. And if I'm wrecked after that one mile walk, what does that say about me? 
So that was kind of like a, mo- a negative motivation for me in a sense of, wow, I'm so out of shape that maybe I should do this more. Yeah, and then you're pretty we walked, self, like you're hard on yourself too. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just being honest. Well, like it that was, was in terms of like, it made you, I don't think negative things are bad in terms of like, if it's going to motivate you, but to yeah. an extent kind of thing, like that's how you motivate yourself. But yeah. So then a- I started walking maybe twice a week and then we started walking two laps, which is two miles of whatever route we had. And then I was like, Hey, maybe I'll go to the gym. And then, you know, six months later, it's addictive. Yeah. It is addictive. Yeah. It is addictive. So yeah. once you get into it, I just say, just start with something and don't crap on yourself. Well, like I did. Yeah. You need to have a plan so that, you know, a, you're doing it safely. You're not going to hurt yourself. Cause that's very important. And then B the plans are structured to motivate you in a way where it's able to be completed. Like a, sh- a good plan should be. Yeah. I guess you're talking about running plans. Correct. And same thing for gym though, too. We're like, you want to have a a plan where like, yeah, you're going to be wrecked, but you're still capable to do the opposite workout the next day. Or like if you're doing a push pull split kind of thing. Yeah. But I would say that is true. But if you're someone who gets overwhelmed by these plans and doesn't even know how to make a plan or where to look for a plan, I would say just start by going on a walk and see see where that leads. Like, don't feel like you have to write out this plan and be like, so prepared. Just, just start. Yeah. And it's okay if you don't have a plan and eventually you'll be curious enough to be like, Hey, what does a weightlifting plan look like? And for that, I would recommend a few people, uh, Whitney Simmons, uh, she's a YouTuber, but mainly now she's on Instagram. If you follow her, she does very easy um, explanations on workouts and how to do a workout. And she gives workouts almost every day. So you can just follow her and be like, oh, let me follow her workout. And you can also Google workouts on YouTube. You yeah. can Google like gym split and see what people are doing. Or you can Google like at home full body hit workout. Yeah. And just kind of follow workouts. I think that's a good way to start. I think for the motivation side for me though, having the structured plan, I guess going what, what motivates me is like having that plan. Yeah. Cause then it makes it harder for me to deviate too. Like yeah. I'm like, you're more experienced now. So you can develop your correct. own plans yeah. and like stick to them. Okay, so we're going to read some Instagram questions and we're going to kind of rapid fire to answer as many as we can. Someone said, Anna, do you even lift? (laughs) Yeah, that was a dig. Thanks, Tessa, for that. Do you have a motivation playlist? I used to and now I just run a podcast, but oh, I do. Yes, like I ran to a podcast for my half marathon, but for the last like three songs I had queued up for like my, I called it the final point one. What songs were they? Stronger. Hey, yeah, and payphone. <laughs> Better, faster, stronger. Yeah, exactly. It was like eighth grade. Those were the songs I used to run yeah. to. Those songs hit. I have one song. I don't know the name because it's on SoundCloud. I'm a SoundCloud girly. It's the and weirdest thing about you. I, I know. I know. I'm SoundCloud and Pandora. It's like the weirdest quirk I have. <laughs> But SoundCloud is just like a bunch of small artists. So you probably wouldn't even know who it is anyway. But it's just this one song that gets me hyped on leg day. And I play it every time I walk in the gym on leg day. I play that song because it just like gets me into the right mindset. What is it? I don't know the song. I can't tell you. (laughs) Okay. Let me see if I can play it out loud. No, that's embarrassing. I don't want you guys to know. Because what if it sucks? I just listed off mine. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, anyways. How much weight can you lift? So let's just tell them what we do on leg day. So for squats, we do five by five, uh, 115, 115. We can lift heavier, but we both don't want well, five to Five by five elicit like that. A five by five is like 70% effort. Yeah. So we do that every single week. I think Anna does it twice a week and I'm right now depends on my split, but some, I don't think I told them my split. So oh, yeah, go ahead. Say my split. split is two leg days a week and three upper body days a week. So um, I just do what AJ does. So sometimes he changes the schedule, but basically we do shoulders one day. We do back and buys one day. We do chest and tries the third day. So that's all of the upper body. And then we, I do legs and for leg day, we just, uh, typically do five by five squats. And then I alternate with deadlifts or lunges, weighted lunges. And then I'll finish off with some isolation exercises like uh, abduction, adduction, and then sometimes abs. So squats, we do five by five, one fifteen. That's what yep. we've, that's what we've been doing for the past year. I've been doing that for five years. I yeah. Think. <laughs> like, well, no. Yeah. Oh, has it been five years since college? Holy well, crap! How long you said we were friends? Jeez, that's scary. And deadlifts, you deadlift more than me. I am not very good at deadlifting. I do one thirty five. You're really good at deadlifting. You should do I it a lot. Hate yeah. it. I do one thirty five for like four by four usually. I'm like right now, 165, five by five. Cause Actually, the other day I PR'd, I put it on my Instagram story. I, what yeah. was it? I got like 195, 195 for two. Yeah. So proud of me. 
What motivates you other than the physical appearance and the generic feel? I think we kind of already answered this. We're at this point, we're intrinsically motivated because we've been doing it, but the motivation is just to be healthy and to get the serotonin boost and all the other, all the other dopamine boost, right? Whatever. How do you know if you need to take a break because you're tired or because you're lazy? See, I just like can't, but I also like, (laughs) I, I am terrified that if I do that, I will like break the cycle and then I won't get back on kind of thing. Yeah. So to give, I always like to give concrete answers. I would say if you're exercising three days a week, maybe don't be so hard on yourself if you don't want to work out a fourth day. I don't know. I just like to give numbers. I think three days a week is a pretty good like medium level of at least you're doing something. You're not super lazy, but you're not like going to be an Olympian. She's like saying rest versus lazy though, or he... I yeah, would say so I'm just saying do like, it and then see the next week be like, was that too much? Because it's probably yeah. like, honestly, it's probably being lazy. And so if you just do it and then the next week, see how you feel, you're like, yeah. maybe I'll just do it again. Yeah. So if you're working out six days a week and you want to take a day off, you're not lazy. That's why I'm saying like, if you're working out three days a week, you could kind of go either way. Correct. But it's all like, it's all, uh, you know, subjective yeah. too. Because like on my rest day, quote unquote, I'm also walking and getting 10,000 steps. Yeah, I'm speaking for myself, but I kind of know deep down if I'm being lazy or not. That's what I'm saying. So like, just kind of look deep. Yeah, because <laughs> it probably honestly is lazy. No offense, person. <laughs> Thoughts on working out on your period? Oh, I never want to, but I always feel better after, especially yeah. running. Like, oh, it's like the worst. But oh, then once gosh. you're done, you feel so much better. Gym is a little harder for me to, it's easier for me to start, but I don't feel as good after as I do when I'm running. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But I definitely do because. If anything else, I'm like writhing in pain anyway. So I'm like, I may as well just like be productive. Yeah, I have a hard time, but I end up usually doing it. Um, the first two days of my period are really hard. Yeah. Um, having a partner really helps because otherwise I would just stay home. Yeah. So having you go with me is really good. And then I do feel really good after. Yeah. Um, I would say sometimes I do go lighter in the gym just to like not. Oh yeah, no, there's like real... I mean, you should know from the menstrual cycle and all your little <laughs> studies and everything. There's like definitely stuff that you should do and should not do on during different like phases of your cycle in general. Like you should be able to optimize certain aspects of running and lifting and like be able to go heavier or lighter or faster or slower on certain phases of the cycle. Mm-hmm. If you're like really trying to peak performance kind of thing. Yeah. I always knew this growing up too, like female mm-hmm. soccer players. If you are on your period, you have a higher degree of likelihood of tearing your ACL then because like you have less blood flow. Oh. It's just like when you're, it's like the female athlete triad. It's this yeah. whole, that's actually honestly probably what started my motivation to work out was not tear my ACLs. That's when I started like air squatting and stuff in like eighth grade. We should do a whole podcast on the the cycle. It's actually on the list, the feminine cycle, not, <laughs> o- not only for exercising, but like all the different things that happen during the cycle, like yeah. mood changes and yeah. all that stuff. As a Romanian, do you feel obligated <laughs> to Romanian deadlifts? <laughs> I think it's cool that it's named that. So I feel like a little bit of a pride. But to be honest, I hate Romanian deadlifts. Anna and I joke about it all the time. But if you take a 10-pound weight and you do... I touch my toes. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> if you take a 10-pound dumbbell and you do 3 by 10 Romanian deadlifts... No, just one. Just you'll, one. <laughs> you'll be wrecked. There's something about the Romanian deadlift that wrecks you every time, no matter how often you do it. Yeah. I will say, going back to our novice day, my novice days, like when Rachel and I first went to the gym, she's like, we're going to do RDLs today. I had, I literally had no idea. Like I had never done anything right. And she's like, Romanian deadlifts. I'm like, I thought she was making a joke because I knew she was Romanian. And I was like, I think I asked, I remember like the squat rack we were at in Southwest and being like, really? Like, yeah. they actually called that? You're like, yeah. And I was like, I can't tell she's joking. Yeah. Because we're always really sarcastic with each other. So she probably thought I was joking the whole time, but yeah. That's funny. Also proof of concept. I think a lot of people are scared to go into the gym. I think getting a buddy who knows what they're doing and then like slowly teaching you and yeah. then you have the confidence is huge. Like I highly recommend it. And if you don't, for that. if you don't have a buddy, you can always pay for a personal trainer. I know yeah. it's expensive, but if you're really wanting to make a change in your life, it might just be worth yeah. it. Do you enjoy it or do you suffer? Ooh, 50 50 split yeah i think at a certain point you start enjoying the I suffering saying, i enjoy the suffering like the pain inflicted it sounds really sadistic but like it's and it may sound crazy because it sounded crazy to me literally six months ago i was like i do not want to work out because it sucks but now it's like an addiction to this in the sense of if i don't feel suffering during my day i also don't enjoy the other parts of my day yeah. like you need to yeah. be low to be high we don't suffer a lot either 
in our modern world, not Correct. in the same ways. I know that's like probably harsh to say to some people, whatever, whose lives are hard, but like it's just to the point now where we're so relaxed as a society because we can just sit all day, but like we have to go out and hurt ourselves while exercising. And I'm pro it. I think we need suffering. I think you grow a lot through that. What do we think about yoga? Oh, I'm a firm believer in yoga. I firmly do not do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember we did a yoga class yeah. in college and we were like, this is the hardest crap we've ever That's, done. It's just a different type of movement. I don't think it's better or worse than anything else. I think all types of movements are important. Um, I wouldn't do yoga in isolation. I would do it as an addition to like cardio and weightlifting, but I think it's yeah. important. Oh, I think it's really good for you. And I think it's really helpful for long-term health. <laughs> yeah. It just hurts. That's why I don't do it. What exercises are good for the lower belly? It's hard to get rid of the lower belly fat. That's mostly nutrition. Let's do the science here. <laughs> That's largely nutrition. Isn't it true that you can't target specific fat loss areas? I mean, it's like largely genetic in mm-hmm. terms of like, where is your quote unquote fat going to go kind of thing. But also like, yes, you can't be like, I'm going to do crunches. I mean, sure, I guess you could like crunches though. It's not burning fat. I mean, it is. You're just developing your, that muscle more that's underneath, but that's not going to elicit a burning right above it kind of thing. Of the right fat there. So in order to lose fat, you need to be in a caloric deficit. Well, yeah. I mean, weight loss is purely calories in, calories out, if that's your goal. And then exercise is a function of calories out. So how do you feel when people say, I'm going to tone, I'm going to tone my arms. And by tone, I mean, I want to lose a little bit of fat on my arms and build a little bit of muscle. So I'm going to do upper body. I think that's correct in terms of like, like if you're eating healthier or you're like, you can definitely get leaner in terms of like, so you lose weight. Yes. And now also if you're increasing muscle by doing upper body, then you will look more muscular because now you're leaner and you have more muscle there. So that's correct. But it is important to remember that it's calories in, calories out. So it's not like I'm going to eat the same and just lift a little bit of weights and do some bicep curls because I want to lose fat on my arms. It's like, well, you're going to lose fat everywhere on your body if if you are losing fat and if you are in a caloric deficit. I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah, no. Weight loss is purely calories in, calories out. But like how you look is going to be like nutrition combined with the muscle building. All right, we're going to read a few emails to finish us off. Hi, ladies. I used to be a a D1 cross-country runner, but over the last four years, I've dealt with chronic sesamoid issues that make it to where I'm lucky if I can go on walks, much less run. I also have several autoimmune diseases that cause chronic inflammation and pain. I struggle with not panicking over any pains I feel and also with feeling very defeated and angry that I'm so young at 26 and unable to do what I once loved. I can't even walk or bike or exercise like a normal human. My question is, when movement becomes something you rely on so much to feel physically and mentally good, how do you handle injuries and setbacks? Is God just telling me to give up wanting to be active? Thanks. Anonymous, please. I'm shy. LOL. You've dealt with a big injury. So my heart actually dropped. I was like, this is, I, I idolize exercise. Definitely. Like yeah. for sure. And I know that it will be bad because when I do get hurt, I spin out. So to receive this information that you couldn't do anything. I've thought about this a lot where I'm like, what, how would I respond? What would I do? What would be my next move? Mostly I, in my mind, it's like my legs get chopped off. That's the scenario yeah. that I go to. And in that situation, I'm like, well, then I'd go into rock climbing. Like I always have yeah, like a upper body, but I mean, I don't, even, I don't know what she can or cannot do, but I, in my ivory tower scenario, I will be looking at different options, but I don't know what the options are, but I know that someone, uh, Michaela Peterson, she's like the daughter of this philosopher, Jordan Peterson. She has a very bad autoimmune disorder and she's on the lion diet. So she just eats meat. I'm not saying that's what you should do. Please. I'm just saying like she ended up experimenting with her diet and now she only eats red meat, but she feels a hundred times better. So I'm not saying it applies to you. I'm just sharing. And this is a lot easier said than done in terms of like, is God just telling me to give up wanting to be active? I think there's, there's gotta be a limit or there's gotta be something that you can do, but it's definitely not going to be what you used to want to do. And I think that's the hard adjustment. Yeah. In Friday night lights, you know, in the QB, have you seen it? Yeah. He goes from like starting QB, like that's who he is and he's so good at it. And then now he's like, hates his life. Right. And then he ends up finding the whole like wheelchair basketball thing. Yeah. Which is definitely not as glamorous, not as cool. Like D1 cross country athlete. That's a big deal. But he still like found the motivation and the activity through that. I would like to think 
that's what I would do in that scenario. But, but it I takes would time. also go through this phase of like spiraling. Yeah. Yeah. I would give yourself you grace. That. I would give yourself grace. It's going to take a lot of time for you to accept your new reality. But like Anna said, there's always going to be something you can do, especially with upper, upper body. Maybe you can focus on your abs and then research things that can maybe lighten up your symptoms of your autoimmune disease. I know that's easier said than done, but um, praying for you hope it gets better and uh swimming maybe i'm trying to think swimming is what i usually do when i get hurt but that's i don't know if you can do that but that's another about two years ago i was in the gym with my full water bottle i dropped it and a full 32 ounces of water poured out before i could get to it i thought about just leaving but decided against it and went to the bathroom to get paper towels there were none so i went up to two boys working out and i asked them to go into the men's room and get me paper towels They came out with a roll of toilet paper, so I cleaned up 32 ounces of water with sloppy toilet paper and finished my workout like nothing happened. But the floor was still so slippy. (laughs) Slippy. (laughs) Slippy floor. Hey, kudos to you, though, because I mean, most people like are so scared of the gym, and then you got (laughs) actually embarrassed and still went through with it. Oh, can I read this one? Yeah. I thought this was fun. Hey girls, I hope you're both doing well. I love your podcast and every Saturday morning I listen to it without fail. Watching Rachel for almost a year now and also listening to this podcast has made me realize that we both are 99% the same. Wow. So you or me that she's the same? Me. Okay. There are many instances where I feel you're just like me. Coming to Anna, you are very inspiring. Thank you. And I want to cultivate the discipline that you have in your life. I'm an engineer, and I work 8 to 5 from home, and I'm based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. I also was an engineer living in North Carolina, <laughs> Raleigh, North Carolina, 8 to Creepy. 5. Creepy. I know. That's what I wanted to read it, because I was like, hey, go to um, Umstead Park. Run around there. It's really pretty. Coming to the funny gym story. During my internship in Connecticut, I joined a gym for the first time in my life. You know how when you first start going to a new gym, they give you a one free personal training session with a trainer to lure you into signing up for personal training. So I had my personal training with this trainer and it was already going pretty bad since I was sweating and breathless in the first five minutes. I got down on my back for some jackknives abs exercise. And two to three reps later, you won't believe, but I farted. It was not even like a quiet one. I could hear it and he could too. And on top of that, it started smelling so bad. I was so embarrassed that I wanted to end the session right then and there. He did not say anything. And we continued with the session. After the incident, whenever I went to the gym, I used to look down and walk in without making any eye contact with the trainer. Of course, I didn't sign up for personal training as well. Farting is okay, I guess, but the smelly ones are the worst. (laughs) Definitely embarrassing. Yeah. Definitely I, natural, so it's fine. <laughs> farting during your workout is definitely relatable. Especially while abs. It's actually like a yeah. It's like a biological thing. That makes Sometimes sense. Sometimes I'll do abs and then I need to go to the bathroom right away because oh, yeah. it like shakes up my intestines. Yeah, exactly. So don't feel bad. But the fact that it was with someone else, yeah, that's good embarrassing. for you too for keep going back. <laughs> so any final thoughts on uh, exercise? Do it. It's not going to be easy, but that's okay. I think you should, I think everyone who's listening to this, like I've done it before, blah, blah, blah. do it for like a month, like an actual month, do something different. Right. And then come back in 30 days and tell me it doesn't feel different. Did you hear about that 75 hard thing? Yeah. Tess is doing it. What is it? It's like every day you work out or what is it? It's five different things. Um, I think it's what it is. Walk. I think a mile and a half twice a day or like do what? Sorry. Oh, frick. She's me mad. It's like at least because I asked her like four times. Okay, one of them is like read for fifteen minutes a non-fictional book. That's like oh, one of the things. It has like it's like not a whole just life exercise. Thing. Yeah. So one that's like one of the things. No drinking. No cheat days. No um, cheat days. Correct for seventy-five days too. So whatever your quote-unquote diet is, like no cheat days. The exercise thing is I can't remember. I think it's exercise twice a day. One of which has to be outside. That's what it is. So she does too. I cross in the morning and then walks for a mile and a half in the afternoon. And I can't remember the fifth thing. So what are the results of this? Like, this seems very intense. I think the goal is self-discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you get a group of people and you kind of like reset, do whatever it is, like with this group kind of thing for 75 days. But I think it's get self-discipline and like showing you, oh, I have to read for 15 minutes a day. That's 15 minutes. I was watching TV or scrolling kind of thing. Or like how much better you feel when you're not drinking or whatever it is kind of thing, like stuff like that. And the exercise, like I think it's, it touches a bunch of different areas of life to where even if you're good at exercising, but you're on social media the whole time or whatever you found, then it's like each, there's an element of pain. So like, and combined. My final thoughts are, listen guys, I get it. (laughs) I get it. 
I'm with you. I was in your shoes literally. You had a convert on the call. <laughs> I was in your shoes literally in December. Literally, like, she was in your shoes. I. <laughs> Do you want them back? I have. Yeah, them. <laughs> your shoes. She was in your shoes. <laughs> I hope I didn't come off cocky during this thing, being like, "Oh, everyone should exercise." But like, I'm telling you guys, like, I was there for four years. I was hating it, dreading it, getting annoyed at everyone who told me to do it. It was even AJ was like, you only do legs once a week. And I was like, shut up. Like I'm doing me, but anything is possible. If I can do it as a single mom of three, you can do it too. (laughs) That's my, I will be interested to see, uh, like people who get, well, this will be a little test case, I guess. People who get fit before having kids, do they keep it up post having kids? Find out. I think I will because I, I think I will because I will be motivated to be fit throughout the pregnancy so that I can have an easy labor, right? That's motivation. Then once the baby comes, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I need to get back to my pre-pregnancy body, right? That'll be yeah. a motivation. Um, controversial as it is, that is a motivation. So then I'm going to be like, well, I want to have another kid. So I need to be, you know, it'll be yeah. a motivation for me for several years. The question is when my I'm done having kids and my kids are like five and seven and 10, am I going to be I think at that point, because like, I think it's also a wake up call for people. It's like posterity's sake. It's like the dad who goes out and like throws the ball with his kid and he's like winded. And he's like, oh, yeah, I gotta yeah. get, you know, fit kind of thing. And then it's like, okay, well, I wanna be fit because I wanna inspire my children. Yeah. You and know? I wanna be there when my grandkids are alive. Like, right. That's another one I hear yeah. often kind of thing. So I think this young age that we're all at now, where it's like we're out of college, maybe we're in college, it's like, I don't really see a point. There's no really motive. So I think once we live life longer and get older, there's more motivations that arise but build the habit now because it's easier to maintain you have the time it's also so good for you in all areas mental i think mental is more the benefit than the physical benefit for me honestly so just clear the mind and i think you guys got both perspectives i'm super passionate about weightlifting and not so much cardio and anna's kind of Origin- I'm a 50-50. Well, let me talk. <laughs> she originated from the cardio mindset. I originated from the athlete perspective. Like it was like ever- cardio only. You admitted it too. You were like, I was cardio only. And then I kind of opened my mind to other things. Yes. Yes. But so I, now, now yeah. you are 50-50. I have yeah. to give you props. You're very you. well-rounded. I, I love that about you. I wish you would do an arm day, but anyways, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know when I would do it. I'd have to do it on like a, is yeah. this continuing? It, no, I mean, oh, it would be like an addition to a run day, which yeah. would be fine. I have nothing against it. I just don't want to, I don't want to do it. I'm not, I could go to the gym and do it. It's yeah. not like a, it's, it's not, not serving you in any way right now. So that's fine. Everybody do you, but everybody exercise. Yep. Just do something. Do something. Get All righty guys. See you later. Follow me on Strava.